This is The Playbook. Thank you, Gigi, by the way. My two favorite letters of the alphabet. I got my M&Ms and my Gigi uh, in my life, and I appreciate it. And we will grab the incredible Mike Kim. If you're, if you're not following him, uh, please do. Uh, he's an extraordinary resource as well. There he is, speaking of resources. Mike What's Kim, up, man? Good morning. Good morning. Good to be with you. It's great to be with you. You know, you and I deal uh, as business mentors with branding. And I want to start with uh, how branding has become more important today than ever and what type of branding is most important today. Yeah, um, I think branding is just more important today because of the way that we all communicate. You know, here you are on a, on a Friday morning, David, free, you know, and you're sharing your expertise, your wisdom. Um, we all have these media platforms now because of social media channels. And what I say is that, like, personal, like attention is kind of like the new oil. There are a lot of people who say that, right? And if that's true, then your personal brand is the pipeline. If you think about how people... Uh-oh. We got a little frozen here. I should bring... Uh... Oh, my goodness. All right, we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> Jake, we're having a good technological day today. Uh, we were talking about personal branding and how important it is today uh, to utilize personal branding. Um, and what is your personal brand? And for me, it's understanding those three things. Uh, your essence, your authenticity is created by knowing what skills you have, what uh, knowledge you have. And knowledge is, uh, is fought over all the time. But there's two pieces of knowledge that are most important. What you know and who you know both and then what desire and if we can align uh and be consistent in understanding our essence our authenticity of what skills do we have today what knowledge of who and what and what desire uh we can you know so easily uh be able to understand what our brand is and communicate that uh effectively um and so uh looking at where we're at here um well how do we do that well you know, number one, don't try to be something you're not. So, you know, I use Dr. Pimple Popper because she's my favorite, uh, just a huge brand. And I just am amazed that somebody can have a Bravo TV show uh, when their skills, knowledge, and desire is popping pimples. If that doesn't tell you or show you how important it is to have your personal brand to understand your skills, your knowledge, and your desire, no matter how narrow or niche, right? I always say in social media, the riches are in the niches. It's in the middle class of knowing your brand from your unique fingerprint, your wherever you are. So if you're a 19 year old, if you're a 13 year old, if you're a five year old who opens toys, the ones that understand and capture their essence uh, do extremely well today with their brand. Uh, and you can see that. And then everybody else is amazed. Oh, my God. Can you believe that kid that opens toys has millions and millions of subscribers? Yeah, I can. Because he opens toys every day. And it resonates. Uh, and when your total addressable community is 7.6 billion people, that if you're consistent, three things happen with your brand. One, the strength of your signal is, is grows. So more people feel you which is the highest level of intention. 
your spectrum grows, meaning more people are aware of you and your clarity grows, which means you're more understandable. All three of those components allow you to build a bigger community, no matter what your skills, your knowledge and your desires are. You don't have to be a rocket scientist in order to be interested or interesting. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to be and gain community of people that uh, you know love to watch toys being opened uh, or pimples being popped, whatever it may be. You don't have to be The Rock or Chris, you know, uh, I was gonna say Chris Rock, uh, Kevin Hart. You don't have to be Cameron Diaz to have millions of people who are more interested in what you're doing than anything else. Um, and so, you know, as we look at these branding and we look at these experts, you know, like Mike Kim, who I'm trying to get back on here, <laughs> and uh, we're, we're working on it uh, as technology is, is working in our favor. We have too much energy. There he is. All, All right. right. Well, Hopefully we'll get this up and running. Yeah. About uh, your personal brand, but yeah. go ahead. Tell me about, because you're the expert, brand strategist, brand mentor, best-selling author uh, of <laughs> You Are the Brand. I was just explaining skills, knowledge, and desire. Uh, but give us a little bit of perspective of how, you know, Dr. Pimple Popper can have more subscribers than the entire Hall of Fame or, you know, a five-year-old who opens <laughs> a toy. A five-year-old who opens toys can have a bigger community than rock stars, uh, you know, why and how is that possible today? And is it possible for you and I? Yeah, it's it's absolutely possible today because if those two can do it, I mean, almost anyone can do it. And um, but when we talk about a personal brand, I love what you were saying about your essence and just how you're showing up. Um, I look at it like a collection of, you know, your ideas, your reputation, your expertise. And then this fourth thing is so important now, your personality, right? your personality has got to be involved in it. And that's why so many people um, follow folks like this. It's more than just, you know, their essence. It's there's all those things build trust together. And trust is the kind of like, if attention is one type of currency, trust is another type of currency. And you had mentioned the consistency. When, it when we talk about building a personal brand, it's like consistency is greater than intensity. You know, some, some people just show up. It's like going to the gym great. You can work out for three hours a day uh, for a week, but the person who stays consistent with it lasts way, way longer. So um, there's an, there's a part of it there too, where we talk about a personal brand. It's the identity that's compo uh, composed of your ideas, your reputation, your expertise, and your personality. These people feel like it's like a friend, you know, it's a friend. Yeah. And, and you know, to, to that measure, you know, I talk about the three characteristics of energy and, and brand is an emotion. It's an energy emotion. Um, and I think that patience or the understanding of time plays a key and critical role in building a brand because uh, energy, it aggregates on itself, which means if you're consistent, it, it grows, but it also attracts, right? That's aggregation. Then because it attracts and grows or aggregates, it compounds. So two turns to four, four to eight, eight to 16, 16 to 32. And then it accelerates, which means that it comes faster and faster. The aggregation and compounding happens faster and faster. I'm going to use podcasting as an example because there's about 3 million podcasts today. But 99% of the podcast people don't get to 10 episodes. And when I coach people on 
how to build a community and utilize a podcast to build a community, you know, I make them. If they're going to hire me to help them with that type of branding, I said, well, let's get 10 podcasts in the can. And they're like, well, why? I said, well, because it'll put you in the top 1% of podcasts in the world just by doing 10. Uh, in the auspice of the aggregation, compounding, and acceleration, how can we get people to have the patience because you can't see the progress at first uh, to continue to be consistent when there's no human capability of seeing the progress of community building or brand building? Uh, I actually think uh, the answer to that question is in the question. You've got to join communities. Um, honestly, I've never met anyone who's been successful in personal branding. I mean, in the years of yesteryear or today, who hasn't been in community, that hasn't built relationships. Um, David, you're so good at that. The relational currency, right? Relationship capital. But, and it's one thing when you have a coach, I've, I've, I've seen that to, to be true. When you have a coach and one person guiding you, but when you're in a community of other people who are moving forward and stepping out and venturing into these things, I'm always surrounding myself with people. Anytime I'm trying something new, right? Like a new initiative in personal brain. If I want to grow a YouTube channel, what am I going to do? I'm going to get into a community of YouTubers, right? It's going, it's going to move me. It's like the difference between a solo sport and a team game, right? And, and that kind of form the young elephants run with the, with the older ones, right? You know, and it just kind of moves you uh, that way forward. Also, when you're looking at, at um, building an audience, um, it's just like anything else. Everything moves faster when you know people who know more people. So when I talk about patience, I remember the first time I, I podcasted was I launched my podcast in 2014. Everyone thinks I got in really early. And I guess it is. But when I started, I thought I was late. I really did. I, I thought I was so late. And what kept me moving forward and got, got me to that 10 episode uh, threshold, like you had said, and this was true in 2014, man, like this is a long time ago. I was in a group of 20 other people who were building a podcast and we were, we were being mentored and we had like, you know, we had to meet these, it was almost like a mastermind group. And I'd say, you know what, you want to grow, stay close to the fire of growing people. Like that's the bottom line. You got to stay close to the fire of growing people. They'll help you stay patient. They'll give you perspective. Um, there are some instances where, you know, this is what I say to clients. You say similar things like, hey, there's three ways that we can work together. I drive the car, you sit shotgun. You drive the car or I'll sit shotgun. Or you drive the car and I'll sit in the back seat. And I think growth is understanding which level of relationship you need to get certain things off the ground. Some of us need the contractors just to take the thing and run down the field. Others of us need coaches um, who can kind of show us the way, uh, show us what's coming, but we're still ultimately driving, right? And then in the end, once you get, get things off the ground, you're still in community. You don't need them as much, but there's a huge element of that being still important. So yeah, it's, it's community, man. It really is. It's so, so important to build that community through brand though. And, you know, one of the other lessons as we finish up is that a lot of people are chasing. And I know six years ago, Super Bowl six years ago, I met Gary Vee and I remember asking, what is a Gary Vee? Uh, and then Gary Vee told me that I should transition my syndicated radio show called Sports Blender, uh, which was a sports show around the country into a podcast. And 
you know, just like you, and I have a very open mind like you, Michael. I was like, dude, there's too many podcasts. And that was six years ago. And he laughed at me the same way that we're laughing at ourselves and we're laughing at other people when they come on and say, no, no, it's too late. No, it's not because uh, people aren't consistent and persistent in that branding. Uh, but one of the last lessons that I want to talk about today with you, and we'll have you back on because I'm talking, if anybody wants to build their brand, this is the guy. You are the brandbook.com. Mike Kim has been doing this a long time. But one of the lessons that uh, as we kind of co-mentor each other in our own specialties and expertise that I've learned from you is that if you want money to follow you, then you build a brand in a community. Uh, you don't go chase the money. You don't get on, you know, on social media thinking a brand is buying a whole bunch of ads to stand in front of cars you don't own and houses you don't own, telling people about shit that you haven't done in your life. But instead, you know, utilize your essence, your authenticity and community of asking for help and giving help uh, to allow money to follow you. How does that work? Why is it that a brand today and a community today allows money to follow you and allows you to stop chasing it? Well, I would say this when it comes to brand building or marketing. Marketing isn't about closing a sale. It's about opening a relationship. And if you show up consistent, like what relationship do we know of in real life that is healthy that, where there isn't consistency, where there isn't communication, where there isn't trust, right? Sometimes we overcomplicate and we talk about algorithms on social media channels and leads and email addresses, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, um, if we want to build a community, we have to do the same things that we have to do in real life. You had mentioned some of the you know, people posing like in front of a, a mansion or something like that and kind of passing it off as their house. And these folks don't realize that attention is not owed, it's earned. You've got to earn it, right? Uh, and then the flip side of that, we see other people because of that, they overshare in the name of authenticity and they're not really actually there to solve a problem. <laughs> they're just venting all their dirty laundry, right? They're like, let me tell you about how much this hurt or the kind of stuff my ex did or whatever. And that's not actually adding value. You talked about frequency, it's not adding value to the world. So if we think about marketing is about, is not about closing a sale, it's about opening a relationship. What's the best way that we can approach this? Just ask yourself this, can I build a campfire around what I'm sharing? I mean, that's what we're doing. We're having a campfire over Instagram right now. By that, I mean, is it warm? Is it inviting? Are we able to share stories? Is there a community? Is it a light in a dark place? That's what campfires are, right? Um, you know, we, we think that we just have to add value all the time, but no one likes hanging out with somebody who talks all the time. The people who make the best friends are the ones that bring people, good people together. And so a campfire moment might be a warm moment. David, you just posted about your family. You, you post very, very regularly about your family. Right. And not that we always have to do that, but there's an element there that people are saying, whether they realize it or not, okay, nine out of 10 pieces of content are, are great value add pieces on business building, mindset, entrepreneurship. And David still loves his family and his family still loves him. I think I can trust him. See, there's a, that's an aspect of marketing where your frequency, like you said, is coming through. That essence is coming through. So don't worry so much about is every piece of content the best piece of content and value add in the world. You have to show people an aspect of your personality and that's what builds trust. Can you build a campfire around it? 
I love that. That's why we call this the fireside edition of our conversation today, that campfire. And there is credibility, but also emotional connection, uh, utilizing the five levels of intention of, hey, are we doing everything, saying everything, thinking everything, believing, but also feeling. And when we can uh, have that uh, connection of feeling, that's where we create what I call remembrance, recollection, and reminding. Uh, because there is this unified system of thought. There's a unified, infinite system of thought, which we all are a part of. And those thought leads to beliefs and feelings that bring us better and closer together. Uh, and collectively, too, allow us to aggregate more, to compound or, or exponential uh, success, but also accelerate more. And Mike, you have done that for me. Thank you for the campfire analogy. That will be my takeaway of today. Uh, I, I want to sit by the campfire more often with people like you. Uh, if you need a great brand strategist, business mentor, best-selling author, himself, MikeKim.com, youarethebrandbook.com is one of the greatest texts uh, that I have that helped me to understand how do we create community and allow money to follow us. Mike, come back and join me soon. Thanks for, for all of your wisdom. Absolutely. My pleasure. Take, Take care, care everyone. You got it. All right, Jake, go ahead and reset the room. We're back on track with technology. Uh, I, I knew it was a good day technologically wise when I forgot to unmute myself, but go ahead, reset the room. Steve, what do you say about technology and your car? Can you give that reference? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I believe, you know, that energetically, uh, because a car is energy, uh, that if we can take the same paradigm shift in our life, that everything is at ease, including when our car doesn't start, uh, if we can clear the interference, uh, that we can actually fix our car uh, via clearing the interference energetically of a car. Uh, I've seen remarkable things uh, with people, of course, uh, understanding what they are already at ease, trying to figure out what they need to do to clear the dis-ease. Uh, anything that's energetic, anything uh, that requires that currency, uh, we can clear what's interfering from it and actually even get our car to start. So. Uh, a lot of times I will, uh, if I'm having a difficult time starting my car, I'll clear the interference uh, and uh, sure enough, uh, it will do that. But uh, in the pragmatic world, I, I do temper what I say because it becomes not realistic and, and I lose credibility if, you know, someone breaks their arm. Look, if you vibrate fast enough, you can heal that arm. I've seen ridiculous things in healing, uh, but most people don't. So you probably won't go to a doctor, get x-rays and have it set. Uh, so, yes, it, it, it is in the realm of possibility. If your battery is dead, you might be able to clear interference and take the last eek of energy uh, out of that battery. If you vibrate fast enough, you can put energy into the battery. But I'm not saying don't call AAA. Uh, so please temper reality uh, where, where we're at. Uh, but the concept, the overriding concept of understanding that we are at our best at ease. And if we focus in on clearing the interference instead of trying to go get something that we already have, that's the bigger lesson uh, tempered with reality. And I, I think that's real important. Uh, but go ahead, reset the room, Jake. And uh, we are coming to the last 18 minutes of our unbelievable Friday training, fireside chat, campfire chat, whatever you want to call it today. I like to do it, I love it. All right, awesome. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, everybody, for being here, for joining, for sharing the room. Let's continue to share the room after we set the room here. You can
you do that at the bottom here on Clubhouse, there's a little square with an arrow. Push the square, share the room on Twitter, Facebook, and your text messages. You can share it on Clubhouse as well. Let's continue to share the room, everybody. This is David Meltzer's hour here in the Breakfast Champion doing free Friday training for over 23 years. So if anyone wants to reach out to David for his free training, his guys, um, a free book as well, he'll, he'll pay for shipping as well. Just email David, david at dmeltzer.com, david at dmeltzer.com. A lot of people here want to ask their questions, so let's bring up Bonnie. Bonnie, if you want to unmute yourself here on Clubhouse and feel free to ask David your question, welcome. Good morning, guys. Thank you, Jake, so much for inviting me up to the stage. Good morning, David. Good morning. Um, this was no coincidence. I love how you talk about that. I would actually love for you to share um, your take on how coincidence actually works. I was just having a conversation right before I hopped down here with my um, friend and partner in Breakable Stories, Terry, about the first phone call I ever had with you and how I was super excited to do all these projects and my health was a mess and you were like, you're not gonna do any of these things until you get your health in order and it was the best slap in the face that I've ever had in my entire life. Oh. And it set me on the right path and then we did start talking about the pragmatic ways to do that and sleep was the first thing. So if you could share. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because I'm studying the Bhagavad Gita right now, and it's a daily practices written in Sanskrit, and uh, they talk about karma. Um, and I've always had my own, you know, philosophy about karma and my own understanding of karma. But it was really funny that they utilized the definition of karma in the Bhagavad Gita of coincidence or consequence. And uh, for me, that really resonated because I believe coincidences are the mathematical equation of luck. It's the universe coinciding with what we want or better. And in order to get what we want or better, we need to do two things daily. And this is why I want to send everybody my daily practices. So email me. It absolutely will help you. But in order to effectuate these uh, coincidences of karma, uh, what we need to do is, number one, know what we want. Focus in on uh, and give attention to what we want. And then what we want to do, say, think, believe, and feel in the trajectory of what we want or think that we want. And when we give attention plus intention, all five levels of it, thinking, saying, doing, believing, and feeling, attention plus intention equals coincidence. It allows the universe with its source to create a greater resource in us it allows us to take advantage of the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves us more than our mom, that makes us a greater resource in order to effectuate what we want or better. In other words, effectuate the protection and promotion that we've already been given, not punishment. It allows us to utilize all these things that we've talked today in this campfire to facilitate the aggregation, the compounding, and acceleration towards a trajectory of what we think we want to reach our potential each day or close to our potential to consistently persistently enjoy that pursuit of that potential and i believe that mathematical equation of luck of karma of coincidence that's created by paying attention plus giving intention to what we think we want will allow for the protection and promotion and the coinciding coincidence and consequences that we want or better and i repeat or better because we know the limitations that are created by the meaning we give the past, 
the utilization of time in the present and the anxiety of the future. Self, our limit. We can never outdo our own self-image. So therefore, the future is only limited by ourselves. Those are the three interferences that we focus in on in the daily practices, in the understanding of coinciding coincidence, consequence, and karma. And if we can do that, we statistically, every day, will have greater progress towards our potential of what we think we want or better because we're protected and promoted, not punished. Uh, and yes, the non-negotiable, which I always start with with people, is to re-engineer their prioritization of health first, family second, finance third, or activity they get paid for third. Uh, and that allows me on my mission to empower people to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun, embody one of the greatest celebrations that I have because I try my best the majority of the time to be a celebrant, not a celebrity. I surrounded myself with celebrities and I understood it's much better to be a celebrant. But one of the things that I celebrate is the extreme progress uh, since the day that we've met years ago uh, of how healthy you are and how you understand how we clear the interference between you and your health your wealth, your happiness, and your worthiness all closely tied together. Uh, Jake, I got to bring up, I see uh, a, a great uh, fireside chat, a, a campfire buddy of mine. Jake, would you mind if I go ahead and bring up uh, Rob Gill? Yes, please do. Make two s'mores. I'll be waiting. <laughs> s'mores in the morning. All right, Rob Gill, can you request to come up here? I saw you in here, and... Uh, it's amazing how unprepared I am <laughs> technologically. I, I like trying to get people uh, uh, to, uh, to join uh, here. And it, it's so interesting. Uh, you know what the problem is with technology and me, Jake, is that most of my friends are older. So what is common sense to Miles and you uh, is a complete challenge to Rob Gill and I. Uh, <laughs> but more importantly, we have some great assets from experience. Uh, Rob, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Dave. I'm doing well. Happy Fun Friday. Thanks for having me on as usual. It's an honor and I love spending any time I can with you. I love spending time with you. And, you know, I was talking about a generational difference and, you know, I'm blessed to work with people of all generations. You know, I never thought I'd be on TikTok. I resisted it for so long. Um, but there's different communities and, and different audiences. And you're one of my financial advisors. You're someone uh, that sits in a situation I want to be in. I'm someone who has lost over $100 million and I want to know how I did that. Uh, so I go to people who sit in a situation I want to be in and say, hey, you know, what was I missing? And why, why or how did this happen? Because I think we're going to go into, uh, you know, more of an economic downturn. And I'm sure there's some strategies uh, to be able to take advantage where the margins of millionaires are made. Um, but for you, you know, understanding where people are at was so important. And that really... Uh, made me more attracted to you than anyone else because you weren't really interested in talking about, you know, what I should do. What you were really interested in is where I was at and learning about me and then finding out who could help me or how you could help me, if at all. Um, how important is it when, you know, we're doing stuff, especially with finances, to learn about the person that we're talking to? Yeah, David, question. Um, I think when I th I th think about um, each person out there, there is a intimate relationship with money, right? So money is, as you know, uh, you talk about faith and frequency, but I think a lot of folks 
and I think we both know this, come from either a scarce or an abundant mindset. And it's people don't want to talk about money. So if there's all different financial advisors and professionals out there that kind of look the part, sound the part, at the end of the day, especially when things get a little bit uneasy, folks really want to know that you genuinely care first and foremost. And, you know, I think some of the biggest mistakes planners make in general is they try and put a square into a round circle instead of meeting the person where they are, right? And you can't, in my opinion, meet somebody where they are unless you build rapport and genuinely mean it in your heart. If you get to that place, then you could maybe disrupt a suboptimal pattern and come in with an empowering alternative, but you can't just lead with that. Like it takes TIME things I must earn time to have these conversations. And I think that, um, you know, when everything's running and everything is easy and, you know, you put money into a Bitcoin and it goes up, or if you put money into real estate and you're flipping, it's easy. But once the carpet gets pulled and there's no calamity bell warning ever, that's when people begin to listen. So I think for us, you know, our number one that is to be able to understand how we can connect with each and every individual separately, because not everybody's the same, really demonstrate the ability to show and genuinely prove that we care. We have a six call process, 60, 70 days just to get started. And then it's also important to say, listen, if you look in the financial planning industry as a whole, you have insurance people, you have wealth managers, and it's like the Bloods versus the Crips, the Hatfields versus both sides are trying to jockey for the same dollar. The truth is the magic is somewhere in the middle, right? Um, yeah. Could be 70-30, could be 50-50, 60-40, but it's somewhere in the middle. And if you could build a team around that, then what you're doing is creating uh, opportunities and the optimal amount of wealth for everybody you deal with. Now, I'm not going to let you just skip over something genius that you shared and genius being an expression of God to me. Mm. Uh, you talked about, I think it was T-I-M, things I need to earn. what what was that time is things i must earn things i must earn yeah. uh give me a little bit of insight uh because i've learned to not allow uh these little nuggets to pass me by because that's where the secrets lie uh what does that mean to you things i must earn yeah so um i'll give a quick two two examples whenever i'm in my office in my playground and I have folks that are really good at what they do, showing up process mastery, I dot and T crossing. There's also a component of not being able to predict the outcome based on each meeting. So you have to kind of make mistakes unless you stand on the shoulders of other people. So that's me as the, let's call it the leader. When I'm with you, now I'm the student again, right? Because when I'm with you, I'm now watching somebody like, okay, wow. How do I earn? How do I, how do I accelerate or collapse time and stand on the shoulders of David while I partner up with him shoulder to shoulder? And now I could earn these things, but become a student and be able to follow direction, even when it feels uneasy, because we all know that whether it's physical, multiple, or, um, physical, mental, or emotional, change happens with pain, right? So if, if I learn to take the pain pleasure principle and embrace it as a gift, then I could collapse time and, 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 and time being things I must earn, which is a framework. You know, we know that time is a framework of then, but when we go frequency, and once again, I know you compound frequency and energy. It's the wildest thing I've ever heard. And I feel like on some level I understand it, but I just can't articulate it. That's when I just kind of, I'm just sitting there and I'm watching. I'm like, all right, tell me what to do next. What do I do next? How, how can I help? How can I serve? And I think that where I struggle sometimes is what you're excellent at which is the process, you are a process mastery genius between a sleep coach, between getting up and doing all your lives 17 times a day and all these other things that you're doing. 
for me, um, what I do, I think my, my brilliance would be listening, communicating, and truly serving others because then the universe conspires in my favor. So if I come from middle class and I come from a family where we ran out of money on the 20th of every month and, and I'm hanging out with a billionaire over here, but also somebody over here that's just trying to be on the come up, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve both sides. I'm not going to just pick one because the universe will then conspire against me if I do that. So that's where time comes in and, and things I must earn. I love that. Things I must earn, time, because I'm a time freak, yeah. as you know, on multiple levels. I research time all the time. Amazing. Uh, last question. You know, obviously, a lot of people have more anxiety today yeah. about their financial future than ever. And I talk about two things that are involved uh, when I look at, at money, my relationship with money, money being an energy. So I know it aggregates, it compounds, and accelerates. Uh, but I also know that two basic fears of money are regret of the past or anxiety of the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, both are at an all-time high right now uh, as people are trying uh, to make sense of the regrets that they have monetarily of the past. Everybody's lost money in some way or made bad choices or mistakes, whether it be in crypto or real estate or whatever they did or trusted someone uh, even though they bought a great product, they trusted the wrong person. That's happened to me in the last seven years. The only only things I've lost money on is because I not because I had the wrong uh, due diligence or uh, product. I had the wrong person that mm. misled me. Uh, but more importantly, what is your piece of advice today for people that have regret of the past and anxiety of the future financially? Well, I love that. Um, I think that when we look at Dr. Joe Dispenza, and if we continuously repeat the past and, and feel that emotion, it's going to keep happening, right? So the past is, is already done. Uh, at some point, ask yourself an empowering question. What can I learn from this? How can I grow and be able to help others not make the mistakes I made? Like, that's probably one thing you would do. And I think that the real estate between your ears and money, dedicated time, dedicated energy, dedicated to that with a clear outcome would be one of my first suggestions. And, and as you know, David, we... The only way we could predict the future is by controlling what we do in the present all the time. Then it becomes predictable, right? So how do we control the present? Well, it starts how we wake up every day. It starts with our routines. It starts with our patterns. It starts with, you know, I was talking to somebody in my office the other day, and they're in a suboptimal pattern right now, and they're having a hard time getting out of it. And they're in that pattern because their best thinking got them there. And my message was, hey, listen, if you want to break this pattern, somebody from the outside has got to come in and help you. You need something different in order to be able to break that pattern. And that means ego's got to go down. We know that E's got out, ego. You can write that down, E's got out. Um, ego I always say uh, uh, what edging gold out yeah. when it comes to the money. Yeah. Yeah. So E's got out, and now all of a sudden, let somebody else come in that's a proven winner. So, so when I talk to you, you know in our private conversations how I view you in my world. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm with somebody that's been there, done that, proven winner, whose action, and by the way, your action, your, your words are insane, but your actions are so much louder than your words, right? So that resonates for me. And, and you know, there's times where you had to tell me things that I had to hear, right? I had, to, you know, it, you were coaching me. So this stays in the present. If you stay in the present and you become an ace at the present, then all of a sudden predictability comes into play 30, 60, 90 days, a year, two, three, four years out. We know... We could do a lot, you know, we think we could do a lot in a year, but the truth is we could do so much more in five or 10 years and just stay in the present one day at a time. And, and it's amazing when your mind is focused on what you can control 
and how you show up, how everything changes so fast. And it certainly does. And it's so interesting because what we can control is our mindset, uh, our heart set, the way we feel, and of course our actions, what we do, which leads to those levels of intention, leads to coincidence, to consequence, to karma, all the things that the people look on, you know, my life now and say, oh, he's so lucky. Well, yeah, there's a mathematical equation to that luck. Another point before I finish up here that I love you and Bonnie brought up, because uh, it's the hardest part for me to mentor, uh, and it took me years, right, years to do, is she said, well, you slapped me in the face, Dave, and you told me the truth mm -hmm. and said, before you do any of those business things, you know, you're not healthy. You know, let, let me help you uh, with the most important thing. And, you know, that was one of the areas, too, that you took control of. And, you know, you're financially super successful. You help so many people financially be super successful. And now you're healthy, successful. Uh, and you've been able to accelerate and compound, you know, your health. I can see it uh, here because we do some lives <laughs> together. You know, it makes my heart sing that, you know, not only are you healthy, wealthy, worthy and wise mm -hmm. now, uh, and be able to share that with others too, to empower others. So uh, I think, you know, when I slap people in the face with the truth, I'm going to lose some people, but I also know that I've saved a ton of time yeah. because if I did slap them in the face and I continued on, they would just go through the motions, going the extra mile every once in a while. And then guess what they'll do? They'll justify why they're not where they want to be because Dave Melcher's a shitty coach. Yeah. See, I'd rather slap them in the face and if they stick around and say thank you, then I know I have someone that can empower others to empower others. And those people that aren't ready for it, I'd rather them say, hey, that was mean of you to tell me the truth yeah. than me waste their time and mine and then get blamed for the fact that they're not where they want to be. I can see you're, you're where you want to be. It's 10 o'clock uh, here in New Orleans. We're here at Mardi Gras. I'm the only idiot that brings two 12-year-olds to Mardi Gras, but we're going to have a great time. Thank you, Rob Gill. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Jakey Bakey, go ahead. Let's close out the room. Give them my email address to get those five daily practices or my book or just reach out to me for help. I am happy. My name means beloved servant. I am a beloved servant as much of the time that I can be. What a great new philosophy of time. Uh, things I must earn. T-I-M-E. Go ahead, Jake. Close out the room. We're still right on time. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate you. This has been a great campfire day. Campfire training with Dave Meltzer. A little fireside chat. Let's all warm up together, share our ideas, a little bit of humor, a little bit of love, a little bit of emotion, money talks, and the BS walks here every single Friday. Please join me. We've been doing this for over 23 years. If you want those five daily practices, once I said, reach out to me, David, at dmeltzer.com. Dot com david at dmelzer.com i appreciate mikey and reluca for producing the show as always please uh join me next week uh be more interested than interesting be kind to your future self and do good deeds we'll see you soon thank you everyone all right everyone thank you on tiktok thank you on ig we appreciate you love you david at dmelzer.com be kind to your future self have a great weekend enjoy mardi gras weekend wherever you are Remember, be a celebrant, not a celebrity. Thanks so much. Awesome. We appreciate you. Appreciate you, everyone. Pin below, david at dmelzer.com. Thank you so much.